Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? Excellent. It's Friday. It's been a rough week with the kid being sick. Um, some fantastic Laker games this week. Uh, so excited about that and see what's to come with this with this team. You're looking spiffy today with your LA Dodgers jacket. The, you had the pre, you had the d- debut of Shohei Otani uh, the other day. Did you watch some of that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's totally weird that a day ago, at randomly at two a.m., the dude's just like, "Oh, by the way, I'm married to a normal Japanese girl." Um, I I just I, I apparently they've been dating for a year and and she's over there and. I, I, he kept it on the D-Lo, which is to be an international superstar and keep it hush hush is, is impressive, I'd have to say. Right. In today's social media landscape, it's hard to keep personal relationships in check. Just mean, just look at Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So, you know, congratulations to, to Shohei um, getting married in, in the middle of the night uh, or at least announcing it. So, yeah, uh, Dodger seasons. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be there next week. In Ar- watching them in Arizona. In Ar- mm-hmm. Oh. I gotta. I'm gonna go watch the Dodgers on Friday night, and I'm watching the Angels just because I didn't want to only want to watch one game, and the Angels are also right there. I, there are a bunch of teams in Arizona, so Angel game during the day, uh, Dodger game at night. That's cool. It's just gonna be you or you and the family. So my sister has some free time, so. Because, you know, she worked for the Clippers and she just knows a lot of people. Um, So she knew someone that has a house right there. That's like a a very nice house on the lake. Um, And it was just going to be her, Mike and the boys. And she's like, well, she invited us. So we're like, why not? You know, free mansion to stay in (laughs) on a lake. (laughs) All we got to do is pay for our tickets. Sure. Um, so we each took we took Friday off. We're gonna leave Thursday at three, and then watch games Friday, and then Saturday. I, I think we're just gonna enjoy the house and then come back Sunday morning. We might need to record earlier next week. Then let's let's talk about that off air. Um, yeah, let's move and Vegas, huh? Oh, and Vegas, and Vegas. The guys want you to go. The guys want you to go. It may not happen if you're not a hundred percent. So I need you to get on board here because I need this trip. <laughs> I need this trip, Matt. Don't don't take this away. Oh, we'll, from me. we'll talk about it more off air because yeah, I told you yesterday what the issues were. So uh, we'll talk about it more off air. Let's let, let's get into it today. The Los Angeles Lakers had a big win over the LA Clippers, overcoming a twenty-one point fourth quarter deficit to win by four. This was the last time the Clippers will play the Lakers in the regular season as the home team in Crypto.com Arena because they're moving to the Intuit Arena in Inglewood starting next season. With the victory, the Lakers won the season series 3-1 against the Clippers for the first time since 2021-2012. Over 12 years, crazy. The Clippers were without Paul George and Avita Zubats, who were out because of injury. LeBron James outscored the Clippers by himself in the fourth quarter, 19-16. For the game, he scored, or he, he put up a 34-6-8, made seven threes, five of them coming in the fourth. This was the 16th time he outscored a team in the fourth by himself. The next highest is Kobe, who did it seven times. This was the first time LeBron had ever come back from a 21-point fourth-quarter deficit. 
After a 31-point performance against the Wizards last night, he is 9 points away from 40,000 points. Unless he gets injured, he's for sure going to get it against the Nuggets on Saturday. No one's going to catch him anytime soon. The next highest point total is KD with a little bit over 38,000 points, and then James Harden with a little bit over 25,000 points. Even if you're a LeBron hater, you have to appreciate that type of performance against the Clippers, you know, magnified by him being 39 years old. Just absolutely crazy. Gons, talk to me about that performance against the Clippers. I didn't think it was in him. I was shocked. It just, it's impressive that he can just take over a game still. I think we do have to take into account it was against the Clippers, right? The ultimate choke artist. Uh, with that being said, it was still phenomenal. I can't believe they came back and watched. I'm going to be honest. I turned it off once it got to a certain amount of a, of a, of us being behind. And then I put it back on in the fourth when we were five points from coming back. And then all of a sudden, you know, there it is. You got a big shot by D'Lo. Rui makes a big layup and all of a sudden we win the game. It's, it's boggles my mind. I, I don't know. And 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 I guess it leads me up to like the next question. Like we were, I want to talk about what Barkley said. Like, do they really like if they're? Are you scared to play the Lakers in a play-in tournament because of LeBron James or in in the first round? Is it? Do you have the Tom Brady effect where you're like, oh, it's Tom Brady. We could still lose. This is scary. Or is it just like, oh, they're a play-in seed. Where the Let's say it's a phenomenal team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. No pressure. I don't know. What are your thoughts there? Let's listen to what Barkley said, and then we can react to that for sure. And then as far as how the other teams kind of stack up against the Lakers, let's listen to what Barkley said. And the team bench plus minus went up plus 17. The Warriors seemingly clicking right now, and they are in the play-in, but they are a dangerous team that I can't imagine anyone wants to play, and Chuck is laughing. Because I'm so sick of these fools on other networks talking about the Lakers and the Warriors. We don't brag about any other play-in teams, do we? I understand Steph is great, LeBron is great. Ain't nobody worried about the Lakers and the Warriors in the West. You don't think I, so? I, I would say this, Chuck. Okay, go ahead and say it, killer. <laughs> if Tom Brady was in a playing situation, you'd be like, that's Tom Brady. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's yeah. what LeBron three, and Steph are. Yeah, three years ago. Uh, man, nobody's worried about the Lakers okay. and the Warriors. They're playing good right now. But let me tell you something. These teams in the West are not worried about the Lakers and the Warriors. We we be kissing these guys' ass so much. We don't brag about the number nine teams in the wet in the East. They ain't got no chance. The Lakers and the Warriors, they're on a little spell. They're doing well. LeBron was amazing last night. But they're not gonna beat those teams up top. But they're two of the best players that ever. Ever. The I understand. They are. But they're not no threat to those teams in the West. So stop ju- juicing them up. I don't know. Any team with LeBron James or Steph Curry. You're gonna fear them. I don't care how what seed they are, right? Like, I guess at, at, yeah. at forty, at forty years old though. Yeah, like like Tom Brady still won the championship. You know, the season before, like the the, the he, season he was supposed to retire, he won the championship. He beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Um, the, the the next year he lost in the in the wild card against against the against the, the Dallas Cowboys, but. Those are still two of the best players in the world. Like I'm, st- it's crazy because I'm counting out Steph. You know, I- I'm still sticking with my 
point that the Warriors I'm on are the done. Spectrum, yeah. I think that if anything, I think the Warriors got a, a chance more than the Lakers. You don't agree? No, but okay. So give give me your your case for the Warriors right now because I'm still low on them, even with their their current winning streak. If you look at the the teams they beat outside of the Lakers, they beat the Pacers, and then they, I think they won eight, nine of eleven. But every every other team they played was under five hundred or around five hundred. So you make a case shooters, for the Warriors. My case is the shooters can get hot, and and Clay Thompson he's not he's a shooter. You can't say he's washed or done. Oh, he's done. He had a phenomenal first half a week ago. Sure, he choked in the second half, but if he gets hot, it's not a. It's I mean, okay, defensively he's lost a step or two, but Clay can still get hot. With Clay, you still got Draymond Green, who's a really good player all around can pass and distribute the ball well helps move that offense you got Steph Curry this guy could shoot 10 three-pointers in a game and he can get to the lane with his angles off the glass on layups on top of that you still have Jonathan Kaminga who's finally after having to sit down with Kerr is blooming besides Jonathan Kaminga you still got Wiggins, who's on LOA right now, but we know he can easily go for 20 points. This team, this team is just too talented. And even with the younger guys that I didn't mention, they they could easily be in any game. The lack of size, I guess, with Trace Jackson Davis, you know, as one of the young guys you you mentioned, Brandon Pods. Podzemski, I still he's still a parlay. Yeah, and that guy's a, that that's your that's your rough neck hustler guy right there, right? That's the guy that's diving on the floor. Yeah, it's it's for me though. It's still the lack of size when it come, come playoff time. It's just crazy because they won the the championship two seasons ago, right? And I'm the one still counting them out because I just I I don't because with Clay Thompson, he if he's still. Who's your second best guy? Is it Draymond on that team? Is it Clay Thompson? Who's your second best guy on that team? Is it is it and is it Jonathan Kuminga who I still that's believe? That's the scary can't part. That's the scary part. You could have Kuminga on any given night, Clay on any given night, Draymond on any given night, and if these guys all get hot, Gary Payton Jr. can go for twenty five points. The offense is there. The lack of height, sure. But if you are if you are a bunch of scoring guards and forwards, and you are hot, I think you could win the series. You got a chance. Yeah, it's got it's got a chance versus you know uh, uh, one of the favorites to win because if you're I guess that's what you know what Kenny Smith's uh, point is like if you're LeBron James or Steph Curry, you still have a chance to win the championship, right? It's not like you should be dismissing them like Charles Barkley is because he's outright dismissing them. Oh, they shouldn't be afraid of them because they're so good. Like, should should you still be fearing Steph Curry and LeBron James? Of course you would, right? Like you can't just dismiss yeah. them. Exactly. You're not. He's not accounting for experience in the playoffs. We just Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. Minnesota. What have they done? Right. There's other teams that haven't done anything in the playoffs. So, I I, I think they are worried. Like you want to go through the the Western Conference as far as who wouldn't fear them? Minnesota, like you just said, they have no experience in the playoffs. Um, they lost. They got a game off of Denver last season. Um, but then it's I guess it's the first year kind of have uh, Anthony Edwards and all that whole group um, to kind of together a little bit more, not as fractured last season. Gobert was injured last year. Uh, so you kind of have that whole group together. But it's the first year of them being together. You know, 
it usually takes teams a couple years to gel if you don't have a super duper star like LeBron James. So Minnesota's out. Oklahoma City. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, 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 Anthony Edwards. He's 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 right there with super duper star. Well, okay, Am I, I, wrong? I, I want I want to get to Anthony Edwards a little bit later when you talk about faces of the NBA. But as far as Anthony Edwards, he still needs to prove it too, right? It's more of like, what have you done for, like, you touched on it earlier with the, I unfortunately have to equate this back to back to football, right? Patrick Mahomes, who had won two of the previous four Super Bowls, who was underdogs in every game from the Bills to the Ravens to the to the Niners because there's like oh what happened what about this year what about this year like they haven't been a good team this year I know they won in the past but what about this year like people just seem to forget you know how good of a player Patrick Mahomes was in the playoffs previous year so they discounted everything that happened before oh but this year's team but this year's team this year's team but it proved the experience and the playoff know-how helped propel them to the Super Bowl this year. So to deny any playoff experience as not mattering or not, you know, that, that doesn't matter, I don't think that's that's the case. Of course, prior experiences have to play a factor in how good you're going to be in a, in, in a playoff scenario. So like Minnesota, it's like Minnesota, Oklahoma City, they have to go through their lumps. Like they have to, you know, you can't just win right away. Like you can't just be LeBron James, get Anthony Davis, you win a championship. It's going to take time for them to, Go, they're going to have to have some heartbreaking losses in order for them to be to win. Like the Warriors, they had lost to the um, to the Clippers in that crazy seven game series, and you know, and then they actually they had lost to the Spurs before that. Then they lost to the Clippers, and then they were able to ascend. You have to lose before you're able to win. So with Denver, right? Denver had lost to the Suns before, before before they got Aaron Gordon, and they were able to win it last year. You have to go through your lumps. Minnesota hasn't been through lumps. Oklahoma City, even though they're really young and really good, they haven't been to the playoff grinder yet. Like, they, like all the other West teams, right? They don't have that. F- like, e- even the Clippers, too, to a, to, a, to a certain extent, because Harden hasn't yes, played with the Clippers in the playoffs. So we, we know how, how, I guess, how bad of a playoff performer James Harden is for the Clippers. So outside of, you know, those top three teams, are there any teams that the really the, the – that shouldn't fear the the Golden State Warriors or the Lakers. The only team that I can think of off the top of my head that I should have no fear is the Denver Nuggets. It's they have the chops, they have the experience that that you know. To... They have the younger stars. Mm-hmm. The, not only do they have the superstars, they're younger stars. They're more complete. They're all around the whole package, and they just won. I I, I don't. At the end of the day, I don't see anyone beating them. I mean, I know we're talking about playoffs. We're talking about all these other teams, and it might be fun. And Denver may lose a game or two each series, right? It may be it might be uh, four or two at the most, but I I don't see anything getting in their way unless an injury happens. But other than that, I mean, I I don't even think Minnesota is good enough. I think they're just they're too good. They have to get. I mean. With Rudy Gobert, he might be defensive, quote-unquote defensive player of the year, but what happens every year in the playoffs with Rudy Gobert? You pull him out of the out of the paint, and then once you pull him out of the paint, you're hoping that you have a Carl Anthony Towns is there to defend the rim, or, hey, I like Nas Reed, so I'm not going to talk trash on Nas Reed. But then you're pulling Gobert out, and then what happens? You know, so he gets he gets exploited that way. Oklahoma still, like, we, we can go through these teams. Like, like the Suns, like, are we really fearing... 
you know, a, a threesome where Beal's, you know, he's still injured. Like, are, are we really going to, you know, even though they got Royce on Yellow? For you... me, the Suns can win. They're, just like the Warriors can. Mm-hmm. I, I, same thing with them. They're not. They have the star power to get hot and win because of the offensive weapons they have. But sure, they're not picked. They're not my favorite. Yeah, the, like, they, like they shouldn't fear the. Of course, they're gonna fear the Lakers and the Warriors. Like the Pelicans gonna fear. Like there's no team here in the top eight that oh we, we got we got LeBron James we got we we got um you know Steph Curry outside of Denver because Denver did it last year right so I mean what, what Denver is doing to 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 Golden State I believe they just they beat him up a, f- a few nights ago too so Chuck's right if he's just talking about Denver. And that it's just crazy because you put that that sort of statement out there, but it's just Denver. But I guess my next question is who who you still think the Warriors are to be feared more than the Lakers, even with LeBron James and Anthony Davis playing the way Anthony Davis is playing. Yeah, just because look, I still think Curry's a little younger than LeBron, and he's still kind of at the tail end of his prime of his career. I have not lost faith in Clay Thompson. I love Steve Kerr as a coach. I think organizationally wise, they're better. Now, my answer could easily be swayed. I still don't believe in Darvin Ham. You know, it could be as simple as Kerr versus Ham and the roster. If Kerr was on the Lakers, sure, I'd probably take the Lakers. I don't have faith in Ham to not screw up after what I've witnessed um, the last two years of him coaching. I, again, I feel like the Warriors have a lot of young pieces that are finally getting it together. Um, and they're all following behind the vet leaders. So I feel like this team is right there in terms of having younger players that are able to get it and having veteran stars. So I do think they're very dangerous. I I, I think they're more dangerous than the Lakers. Not by a mile, not by a ton. Um, I do still think the Lakers can win also. I, I think both teams should be fared, but I would fare the Warriors a little bit more than the Lakers at this point. Yeah, shooters shoot. Shooters can get hot for sure. Um, as far as anything defensively, I don't think the well outside of Draymond Green have anything close to Anthony Davis in the middle. Um, but as you can see, you know, players have been able to score an AD this season for sure. Um, let's look at the the Lakers have this home gauntlet coming up these next five games all at home. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Oklahoma City Thunder. Sacramento Kings, Milwaukee Bucks, and Minnesota Timberwolves. What do you think the record's going to be over these next five games, all at home? Say the teams again: the Timberwolves, the Bucks. So we're going Denver on Saturday, then the Thunder, the Kings, the Bucks, and the Timberwolves. It's a gauntlet of these top-level teams in the league. How do you think the Lakers fare in these next five? I mean, it's going to separate them if they're going to stay okay, in the as, nine seed above the Warriors. As, yeah, as as bad as it sounds, I don't believe LeBron is going to play Saturday. Really? National televised think, game, nine points away look, from 40K? I think, okay, well, part of what's going on in my head is what we've seen with the Lakers is LeBron will play on the games where they know they will win and not chance it because I don't think they trusted their other – I don't think they trusted themselves to play without LeBron yesterday. And LeBron said, no, we can't risk losing to the Wizards. So LeBron's like, okay, I'm going to play this back-to-back. But on Saturday, I may not play because we're playing the Nuggets and they're going to beat the crap out of us. Um, the other reason I wouldn't play him against the Nuggets is because let the Nuggets play us without LeBron. Let them kill us. 
It's not going to destroy our confidence because we don't have but LeBron James. But you need James. to get one win over them, right? Like, you can't just be like, we'll get them in the playoffs when they beat us seven straight it, times. It, but it's better to have it's better to not have LeBron, it's better to have LeBron not play and not to lose your confidence versus having LeBron play and to get destroyed on national TV. I I don't think LeBron plays Saturday. I I, I think the whole tactic was to play yesterday to show that he played the back to back to say that he's sore on Saturday. So I don't see him playing. But what I do see happening is surprisingly the Lakers sometimes play pretty well when he's not in the lineup. And I still think it'll be a competitive game. And the Lakers may pull it. But I, I definitely don't think LeBron's going to play. They want to send a message. Hey, we can either... Be, we, we almost beat you without LeBron. Oh, shit, look. We did beat you without LeBron. Or, okay, you beat us, but we didn't have LeBron. Ultimately, they win either way. Mm. Versus LeBron playing and getting destroyed. That's why I think LeBron played yesterday. Otherwise... There was any other game, and they didn't play the Nuggets Saturday. I don't think he would play that game. Nine points away on national TV on a Saturday, like ah man, it, it's tough to it's tough to think that he's not going to play that game. Especially if I throw this Nugget to you, I guess you know, they're playing the Nuggets. If Jamal Murray's he twisted his ankle pretty bad yesterday, if Jamal Murray doesn't play and he can get a game up on, on he can finally get a, a win against the Denver Nuggets, you know, if you're LeBron, do you push it? I think you evaluate all that. Yeah, for sure. If Murray's not playing and maybe someone else is out, maybe Gordon's out, maybe... No, no, no. let's just say Murray's out. Because let's say he's resting that ankle because it's it's bad right now. Because he turned it last night. He's, he, I think he played through it, but it's still pretty bad. Let's say he's out Saturday. Officially. Like, do you try to push it if you're the Lakers and see if LeBron plays? Or are you pretty adamant he's not playing? I, if Murray doesn't play, I would consider playing. Yeah. I think LeBron's going to play. Um, it's nine away from a national, nationally televised game on ABC. I don't think he's missing that one. Um, if if anything, the Lakers need a... I, they can hedge their bet. Like, oh, we lost because we didn't have LeBron James. But I think they need to beat them. They've lost seven straight. There has to be... They, they have to have some sort of swagger against that team because they're the defending champs. You kind of have to punch them in the face. Um, but that's just me. Um, the last thing I wanted to get to today, I know it went, went kind of long on, on the Barkley stuff. Um, Steph and LeBron, and to a lesser extent, Kevin Durant, are still the faces of the league. You know, who should the NBA market as their next face? You know, Tatum, Booker, Anthony Edwards. Can it be a foreign guy like Luka, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, or Wenbinyama? I mean, I talk about this because I think that's why the national media is talking about Steph and LeBron, because... They're the faces of the league. They're still playing, but there's no next guy up. Like once LeBron retires, once Steph Curry retires, who's that next guy that they're going to market as the face of the NBA? Should it be a United person from the U.S.? Should it be a foreign player? So that's kind of the reason I'm asking this, this these questions. Well, speaking of Booker, let's talk about this real quick. What happened yesterday? Who did he got in a scuffle? He's always getting into scuffles. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't think it's Booker. I mean, Booker's, an, if you're looking for someone that's an American national, like, he could be the guy, but he just has so many attitude issues. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think it could be Booker, and that goes with what happened yesterday. He got in this, He's always getting into arguments, talking crap. He's just a, I don't think he's the right guy to be America's role model, and that's fine. Like, he doesn't have to be. I think the NBA was backing John Morant, put everything in, all their cards in, and that didn't work out. And I don't think there's no recovering from that. He's not going to be the poster child for the NBA anymore. Uh, now, 
there's really no one in place, like you said. I feel like, I really do feel like Anthony Edwards, and I feel like we're going to see it this playoffs, Matt. I feel like we're going to see Superstar in him come out. Um, I feel like he's he's very likable. He's watchable. He can score on a dime. Um, I like him. I would say SGA, but I, again, I, I I get what you're saying. I think they want the face of the NBA to not be a European guy or a Canadian guy. Uh, so I don't think I'll be SGA. I, I, and I don't think I'll be the European guys because I think they do want someone that's a national. So with that being said, yeah, man, I'm, I'm right off the top of my head. I'm thinking um, one. Okay, I'll give you one more. Tyrese Halliburton. And they show that. They were all in on him in the All-Star Weekend. Everything was about him. Uh, he's a great, great, great candidate to be the next face of the NBA. He's everything the NBA looks for. So that's another one. Jason Tatum, no love for Jason Tatum. The rules guy, Jason Tatum, no. I okay. So here's the thing with Tatum. I feel like he's he's been in the league a while now, right? He's what the late twenties. I don't know, twenty five. 25 he's been there was that joke about jason tatum just being young like oh he's oh, he's only 19 but he's 25 no, i feel like he would have been the face if he was the face and i feel like he came up in an era where lebron and staff were the face of the nba now being 25 it's kind of hard to plant that as him being the face where you really want someone younger like 22 23 that's just made an impact also the thing about tatum is He's, I mean, he's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals so many times, and they haven't won. Uh, it makes it hard to be the poster boy of the NBA when that happens. Again, that's why I divert more towards Halliburton or um, who did I mention? Halliburton Anthony or Edwards. Anthony Edwards, because they're so young, and it, you know, if, I just think they're a better fit to be a younger guy for the younger kids than Tatum. Now, if Tatum. Tatum would be it right now if he won some of those championships. Honest truth, he would be, but he didn't. So now he's at where he's at, where he's like one of the young guys. He's kind of the face, but he's not really the face of the NBA. Like his is being his team around him being too good. Like I hate to say detrimental to him because he can't really take over. Like there are people that were trying to cape for him being MVP because he's the quote unquote best player on the best team, but. I, 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 other than that, I really don't see any MVP puzz around him. Like, it's there's just no like aura around Jason Tatum, right? Like, still when he shoots threes, like I remember when the Lakers played the played the Celtics, you know, without LeBron and AD. Like, whenever he shot those threes, I'm like, great. He's not getting because his strength is getting to the rim, and when he was just settling for threes, that was perfect. So, it, it, it just like d does Tatum being on a good team like kind of lessen his ability to be the face of the league? I don't I, I don't believe so. I believe if you have a good team, there's just more pressure to win a championship, which he failed to do, right? Anthony Edwards on a stacked team. But if they don't win this year, but let's say they win next year, let's say they let's say Anthony Edwards win two out of the next four years or two out of the next five, he'll be there. He's there. Let's say Halliburton takes Indiana into a deep playoff run, maybe the Eastern Conference Finals, maybe wins one out of the next five, he'll be there. But Tatum has yet to do that. And... We've seen him fail after fit time after time after time. I, I again, if you're one player on a really good team, you could still be that guy if you don't win that title. But if you have a stacked team 
and you fail to win the title, that's where that's where it comes in. Tatum, he, this is the year. If he's gonna be the face, he has to win it this year. He has a, like you're right. He has a team around him to do it. He has a supporting cast around him. Unless you know Porzingis gets injured, but he's the guy, right? He's he has to not, take the and not just this year. Yeah, he'd have to win this year uh-huh. and then win one, win one more because of all the times he's failed. Um, you know, it, he'd almost have to win two out of the next three, and they can. They're stacked. Like they have so, to put more marketing around him. Like that's the whole point with the NBA. Like LeBron and Steph Curry, and like I said, to a lesser extent Durant, their faces are everywhere. Like yes, they've won their championships, but even before that, LeBron, you know, once he get into league, he's like this. This I remember that commercial with the with the Kings where he just grabbed the ball, remember, and then he just kind of sat there, and the whole arena went quiet. You know, the, that's how to build a superstar. Like. The, the NBA hasn't done a good job to build Jason Tatum as the next guy, right? Is it because he's in Boston and Boston is notoriously racist or it just is not that good? There's a couple things there, Matt. Like one, why doesn't he have a sneaker deal? He does. Like, that's huge. He does, but I don't think it's there. But then you don't know about it. Like it's not. I, 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 I've never seen him anywhere. And, and I go to the mall. We go to the mall. Just go to the mall, Matt. Yeah. I, I I do not see Tatum. I didn't even know we had. Shoes. Yeah, no, right. I I see Giannis's. I think they're pretty cool. Um, I think I've even seen Dame. I think Dame has shoes. Um, I've seen I've seen Kawhi's. I see Curry. I see LeBron's. I see Kobe's. I don't see Tatum. So is Nike not marketing him well? Just do they feel like he's not marketable because he's in Boston? Maybe. See, that's Maybe the thing. It's like. There. It's like you have to start marketing these next guys, the next guys in the come up. John Morant, I think you're right there too because they've pumped up a lot of, you know, as being as exciting as John Morant is, he was supposed to be the next guy. And then all this controversy happened. Zion Williamson, right? He's supposed to be the next guy too. But then his weight was an issue. And then you have Stephen A. Smith making fun of him on first take. So how can you really market a guy who the media is making fun of for his weight? So it's just tough when your best player, like global expansion was great. And you have all these Wemby's and these Doncic's, the Baltic players and Jokic, but you're not, you're not growing your homegrown players. I kind of see that like in the world of tennis too, right? Like you had your Federer's, your Nadal's, your Djokovic's, but what happened to Pete Sampras? What happened to Andre Agassi? What happened to Michael Chang? Like you need to develop these American players and market these American players as, you know, equal, if not better than, you know, better than these guys. But the NBA, it's still an American sport. They haven't done any good marketing around these players, right? Like, is there someone I'm missing where they're not marketing them? Or do you notice anyone else that they're marketing outside of LeBron and Steph Curry? I mean, I, I feel like the players that they could are, I think they could market Giannis a little bit more, but again, he's not American born. No. Um, there's no one I could think of that I just enjoy watching besides Halliburton and besides um anthony edwards yeah. anthony edwards yeah it's just those two right and and it doesn't help that they're on indiana and minnesota right too, to be right. honest like you figured maybe they make their way over to to a new york someone's yeah. coming to the knicks matt they're gonna get rid of brunson you watch they're gonna get rid of him someone's gonna come yeah but brunson did hasn't new york embraced brunson as like their 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 home their, their kid you know rick brunson his father it doesn't matter it, so it came out adrian wojanowski said um that the knicks although they love him and new york loves him 
they they're just against short guards. They're not a fan. So at the end of the day, they need they they don't feel like he's a big enough star, and they're gonna look to move him with their draft picks that they have to get a real not a real they didn't say real but they said more of a superstar, more of a KD, more of a Devin Booker type player. Is Donovan Mitchell that superstar for the Knicks? I wouldn't. I still think he's a little. I mean, I think what he's six two, six three. Mm-hmm. He's a little bit bigger. Like Brunson outplayed him in the playoffs last season. So why are you bringing in Don? Why is Donovan Mitchell that superstar when he was outplayed last playoffs? You know. So I don't think it's him. It's, yeah, it's unless they're gonna trade for Tatum. Like let's say the Celtics no, like absolutely like. Can you get at? Can you get a Halliburton? Can you get a Edwards there? Can it's that New York? Can you get one of those guys? Well, there? then New York hasn't been able to get any of those players since. Carmelo Anthony in the early yeah, 2010s. Yeah, but okay, but but in fair in fairness, Brooklyn had him. So someone had star power in New York. Whether it was Brooklyn or whether it was the the Knicks. But, I mean, it just kind of proved that once you had Kyrie and you had KD there, the the Nets were still they were still the second team in that city to the Knicks. The Knicks might have been bad, but it's kind of like the Lakers Clippers. The Clippers could be doing really well and the Lakers could be absolute crap. But it's still a Lakers town. New York's still a Knicks city. So I'm just surprised they haven't been able to attract any really, really, really good free agents over the past you know, 14 years outside of Carmelo Anthony. It's just, it's just crazy. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we leave today? No, man. That's that's pretty much it. So you're going to be in Arizona next Friday. We'll We'll try to have a pod. So if you're listening to this, we'll record earlier in the week. I think we're still going to release it on Friday. Um, so kind of be aware for that. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, I can do Thursday. Oh, no, Thursday night. Wouldn't no, be let's say yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on, on chat. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right, cool. Later. Later. And that'll be it for us today. My apologies if I sound a little bit off. I am a little bit under the weather, along with the Gonzas kid. You know, the sicknesses have just been going around these last few months. It's hit me now, hit my wife, and it hit me. I'm just hoping I don't pass it down to the kids. But yeah, so that's why I sound a little bit funny today. Uh, if, if you hear any extra breathing or extra sniffles, that's the reason why. Um, really tough to sleep last night. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next Friday.